0: they they were manifest they they were visible for a short amount of time to him. It's pretty high high level uh perception so <clears throat> they were visible to him for a short amount of time as they offered uh they basically <laughs> they said they were offering they offered contact <clears throat> from their intelligent affinity, from their access to eighth density to <clears throat> the uh stone the stone, the stone materials, access to intelligent infinity, or the or beyond the octave. So anyway, as they're involved in that um, relationship with the higher bodies and energetics of the stone, as they were shaping it, as they were preparing to manifest it, uh, Shockley got a vision of them because of the this interlocking of dimensions, and that's very esoteric, and some visions are related to that. So, this is really subtle philosophy, but I don't think we need to go into it further. Don makes a long statement, and I'm not going to read it, because uh, Ra basically says, uh, please ask a question at 27.3, except the brief statement that Don says is uh, most entities in this density focus their minds on some transient condition or activity with little regard to its value as a tool or an aid to their growth and understanding of the true or undistorted essence of the creation of which they are integral part. It's a really long sentence, huh? So most people in 3D are focused on transient information transient conditions, activity that they're not using um And not recognizing whose value they don't recognize uh potentially being a tool to their growth and understanding of the law of one or of uh, you know of of principles of soul evolution um so people are not uh you know <laughs> thinking about their life and using their experiences for learning uh and, you know, Ra, Don is explaining, it's hoped, you know, they want to establish an overview and a more informed point of inspection. It's His perspective is interesting, but I don't have time to get into it now. Uh, he wants, you know, will participate more effectively in the process of evolution. Yeah, that's what they're doing, and they they did tremendous service by offering the, their life to this contact. Meanwhile, Ra says... Uh, your sound, your vibrational sound complex indicate a preference. Please restate. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you making a statement or are you asking a question? Don jumps in. Would you define the word intelligent in the concept of intelligent infinity? Meaning, we know about infinity, sort of. It's the boundless and it's indescribable. But it's been described here or appended to the word, been, had the word intelligent appended to it. What does it mean? Murat says, we shall address the entire spectrum of this question before defining as requested, defining the word intelligent as in intelligent infinity. Your language, using vibrational sound complexes, can be at best an approximation of that which is closer to an understanding, if you will, of the nature of conscious thought. So, okay, I'll read the whole thing. Perceptions are not the same as sound vibration complexes, And the attempt to define will therefore be a frustrating one for you, although we are happy to aid you within the limits of your sound vibration complexes. To define intelligent apart from infinity is difficult, for these two vibration complexes equal one another. It is much like attempting to divide your sound sound vibration complex concept, faith, into two parts. We shall attempt to aid you, however. So you can see how esoteric this is. So, number one, Ra is explaining that uh, human language using vibration or sound vibration complexes, that's what language is, words, uh, the, the term Ra uses for word is sound vibration or vibrational sound complex, sound vibration complex as word we know it's a vibration it's a sound and it's complex there are many aspects to it um, in many ways but language is at best an approximation of that which is closer to an understanding of the nature of conscious thought but perception is not the same as word so we can perceive reality but when we describe it the descriptions by words are not the same as the reality that's being perceived so the words are called naming activity as in buddhism naming activity samskara particularly uh one of the one of the five skandhas samskara the fourth is is very much associated with naming activity uh it's uh, considered quite deceptive because of this um difference between perception, and sound-vibration complex. And so uh, we can perceive reality, but to describe it in words uh, creates a a loss of understanding, actually. And so the attempt to define, certainly, the boundless infinity is frustrating, uh, and Ra is happy to help, but you really can't split the concept intelligent infinity because infinity includes everything it it's of course in, intelligent <laughs> it has the capacity of you know infinite capacity of knowing or mind um perception and um utilization of understanding or planning or comprehension that's already um you know inbuilt to infinity obviously so <clears throat> uh We go on, and Don says, 27.5, it's not necessary to divide it. The definition, you can see how such a philosophical session this one is. It's not necessary to divide it. The definition of intelligent infinity as one part is sufficient. Could you please now define intelligent infinity? So we're really, really in the higher realms of philosophy here. Ross says, this is exponentially simpler and less confusing. So rather than split the term, just define the term. Ross says, there is unity. This unity is all that there is. That's why it's called unity. This unity has a potential and a kinetic. This is the implicit uh, polarity of unity. The potential is intelligent infinity. Tapping this potential will yield work. This work has been called by us intelligent energy. So, uh, unity is infinity. Infinity is unity. Uh, It can be understood as potential and kinetic. This unity is not just the unity of the octave, but the unity of the octave and the source of the octave. Okay? The galaxy, galaxies, uh, show us a third-dimensional view of octave, of octaves. So from our uh, Orion is uh, stimulating the birds. So uh, when we look at the galaxies, this is a third, de- third dimension physical visual perception um, of you know what's beyond the solar system. Uh, that is a view of the third-density sphere uh, related to our solar system, related to our body mind sphere complex activation. Uh, but uh, in the suns and the solar systems closer to the center of the galaxy, we see multiple octaves in play. There are in play. We don't see them, but they are in play. All of those, all the galaxies, and all the octaves that are being experienced in all the galaxies are of the nature of um, the kinetic or the manifestation of the potential of intelligent infinity. And that's called intelligent energy. So there's the source of, there's the creation and the source of creation. The source of creation is the potential. The manifestation or creation itself is the kinetic, uh, meaning there is source and there's manifestation. The source is intelligent infinity. The manifestation comes out through intelligent energy and the octaves. The tapping of the potential or the movement of intelligent infinity generates intelligent energy, generates the octaves. So the uh, origin of light is the action of free will upon love. Infinite free will upon infinite love of the one infinite source or one infinite creator that interplay of free will and love generates light that light is intelligent energy that is what Ra is calling the kinetic Ra goes on the nature of this work meaning how there's manifestation um, from intelligent infinity the potential through into the kinetic intelligent energy or the octaves the nature of this work is dependent upon the particular distortion of free will, which in turn is the nature of a particular intelligent energy or kinetic focus of the potential of unity or, or that which is all. No commas either in that sentence. I personally would have had a comma or two, but we see a little uh, bias of over-intellectualizing, over-intellectualization here. The nature of this work, meaning the manifestation of what comes out of the source of all, or the source of manifestation, the source of all creation, how it is tapped, what happens with the descent from infinity into manifestation, the nature of this work, or the deployment of infinity into finity, the particular manifestations generated by the interplay of free will, infinite free will and infinite love generating light, the nature of that work is dependent upon the particular distortion of free will or how, you know, what is chosen. How to manifest an octave, let's say. And also for the server, in the case of how you want to serve uh, based on the situation uh, to, for the adept, this is for a crystallized healer, the real adept who can tap eighth density through to sixth chakra intelligent energy and uh, allow it to come forth as love or wisdom or beingness, you know, silent being or healing or healing, teaching and um, radiation of love life. The particular distortion of free will meaning based on free will may be the free will of a logos or the free will of a server these are the two cases the free will of a logos creating an octave the free will of a server offering a particular form of service both uh, are occur occur through free will that free will determines the nature of the work or what uh, will be done by using the potential Intelligent infinity, manifesting it into uh, some some creative form, through into intelligent energy. Uh, and that is where goes on. So the nature of this work, the use of intelligent infinity, is dependent upon the particular distortion of free will, or any particular distortion of free will, meaning free will, uh, the choice of a logos or the choice of a server, let's say. Which, in turn, is the nature of a particular intelligent energy, meaning a form, um, the the modulation. Uh, that meaning a particular meaning a particular modulation of intelligent energy, or which can also be called the, so, a particular intelligent energy, or uh, the nature of any particular modulation of or manifestation of intelligent energy which is itself a kinetic focus of the potential of unity, which is infinite potential, or that which is all so you wonder what's wrong with Ra? Why don't you just speak normally? Or why do you speak it say why can't you make it more clear here? I'm not sure. Um but you can see how people get tripped up in reading this stuff. So uh the the that long sentence, which is such a run on sentence and they really should have put some, par- some commas in here, uh, we're talking about um, the, the, gen- the, the, the application of specificity, how it is that infinity, uh, which is formless, before formless even, <laughs> before the formless, the source of all, how that um, comes to be in a kinetic way, uh, being tapped, yielding work, coming out as intelligent energy. How in the world does that happen? Well, in a general sense, um, it depends on free will, <laughs> the distortion, the particular distortion of free will, or how free will is applied, the choice of the one who is tapping into intelligent infinity. which uh, itself, that that choice, that free will decision or determination of how to use it is um, or is equivalent to um, or its nature is a particular intelligent energy or kinetic focus. And so it's just the, um, the application of free will to determine a particular focus for intelligent energy is the way that Um, infinity is tapped and and that infinity is the potential of unity uh, or that which is all that which is all is unity unity is infinity or we already know that so obviously Ra is not uh, could have um, could have explained it in a in a in a different uh, way it could have it could have divided the sentence differently. <laughs> Why Ra didn't I don't know. And but that that's you know there's some there's some principles there that we might consider. Mm, so what we're seeing again, <laughs> and we can spend an hour on this, uh, but it's not really useful. It's the transit from infinity to finity, from infinite potential to finite manifestation from intelligent infinity to intelligent energy, from beyond the octave into the octave, based on free will, uh, this kinetic focus is a, a particular, uh, involves a particular application of the infinite potential of infinity, which is unity, which is all. And that's <laughs> that's uh, what intelligent infinity is. It's basically infinite, it's, the, it's infinite potential that can be used in an in, in infinity of ways. Now we're getting even more. 27.6, Don goes in. I'd like to expand a little on the concept of work. You, know, you see, there's some danger to be so high-minded like this, you know? I mean, I, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Don was a very high soul. But if we understand what happened to Don at the end, and we compare that to the kind of um, very disembodied thought here. This is very, if we see his mind through the formulation of these questions, this is a little bit ungrounded. And um, it's br- he's brilliant, maybe more, far brilliant than me. So I'm not saying I'm better, but I mean, I couldn't do what he does. <laughs> I couldn't understand these kind of physics things. He can, I can't. Meanwhile, so it's a kind of genius meanwhile um it can get a person can get too um too theoretical mental and it leads to some real problems because it's very disembodied and um, theoretical physics you know it's beyond me. I can't do it, and it it may lead to some significant imbalance so uh i can i can uh, respect the genius but i also can see how this can lead to some real problems uh if if there is exclusion of the lower levels of one's being like the physical and the emotional anyway he goes on 276 i'd like to expand a little on the concept of work in Newtonian physics concept of work is what we call a force which moves through space this is c uh, you know it's the product of force and distance as we measure it so the product of force <clears throat> and distance uh produces uh work i'm assuming that the work of which you speak is a much broader term including possibly work and consciousness am i correct and that's a very wisest insight raw really is Going to be talking about work and consciousness. Ron explains 27-6. As we use this term work, it is universal in application. So work in many form many types of work. Intelligent infinity has a rhythm or flow as of a giant heart beating with sorry as a giant heart giant heart beginning with the central sun, as you would think or conceive of this, the presence of the flow inevitable as a tide of beingness without polarity without finity the vast and silent all-beating outward outward focusing outward and inward until the fo- focuses or foci are complete the intelligence or consciousness of foci have reached a state where there shall we say spiritual na- spiritual nature or mass calls them inward 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 until all is coalesced. Sorry, the drama is added by me. This is the rhythm of reality as you spoke. All right. It's like uh, Shakespearean theater. So, uh, work is... uh, uh, The term work is being used by Ra uh, in a a way for universal application, meaning any manifestation into an octave, from intelligent infinity uh, through into intelligent energy, any type of working of that transit. But intelligent infinity itself, before kinetic work, uh, the potential, infinite potential, you know, intelligent infinity could be also called uh, potential, infinity potential, potential infinity, or infinite potential. Intelligent infinity has a rhythm or a flow, as of a giant heart, oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Oh. and this is maybe like what Howard Storm saw <clears throat> in his vision of uh, the logos, um, creating you know light, uh, light streaming from a central point, um, or central s- massive sphere of white light, generating beings and uh, galaxies from that. Uh, intelligent infinity has a rhythm. It has its own flow. It's like a heart um, pulsing. <clears throat> it begins with what uh, with a central sun. I think this this is, could also be called a galactic center. But it's it's the galactic center as a symbol for uh, infinite potential center manifestations source of all manifestation. Uh, beginning with the central sun as you would think or conceive of this. Uh, And so uh, the flow comes from this infinity, potential, intelligent infinity. Uh, It's inevitable. Um, And this tide of beingness without polarity is before polarity. So there's no polarity, uh, you know, from sixth density up. And there's obviously no polarity before, you know, the octave uh without finity finity came later <clears throat> the vast and silent all beating outward the vast and silent it is vast <laughs> it is silent and that's why sometimes infinity is called the void um it's infinity it's pretty vast it's beyond vast uh it's silent in the sense that there's no vibration yet but it's beating it, it, it's the beating of infinity outward outward focusing outward and then inward until the focuses are complete, which is basically um, formulating the uh, types, the the, the particular forms of intelligent infinity that will come out as galaxies, or forms of service. This is a totally abstract, sorry, but we're just going through it all. And so um, the intelligence or consciousness of foci, which is basically intelligent energy, the you know, these are the Logoi, actually. Consciousness of foci or focal focal points of of intelligent energy you know bearing the power of, of their source intelligent infinity. Then they reach a state where their spiritual nature or mass calls them inward, inward, inward okay now Ra's talking about the end of creation. And so in some ways this is the Big Bang Leading to uh, the big, you know, the the phase of pralaya. Hindu Hinduism talked about this, uh, <clears throat> that the creation is like a heartbeat. Hindu Hindu cosmology is very excellent, and so Vedic Vedic um, cosmology has some view of, you know, the the phases of, of creation in which is a pulsing out and then a returning back, and so I think that's what Ross talking about. Is that eventually later um, their spiritual nature or mass, a sense, uh, leads to a recollection? So there's the expansion and then a contraction, there's the pulsing outward, and then the natural um, uh, self magnetic attraction that pulls all creation back to its source. This is the rhythm of reality, as you spoke. From the rhythm of, of creation, uh, infinite creation of infinite time, from intelligent infinity to finity, and kinetic and polarity, and then back, um, self-absorbing, self-coalescing, uh, back to source of, uh, back to its, you know, the source of, of all manifestation. Very practical information here, <clears throat> but it's interesting. Twenty-seven-seven. Now I think I have extracted an important point from this in that in intelligent infinity we have work without polarity. Actually I would imagine it's not work, it's just pre work. Or a potential difference does not have to exist. Is this correct? And Ra says what I would have thought. There is no difference potential or kinetic in unity. Right. So unity is unity, unity is infinity. The source of all finity or all form is infinity, absolutely, of course. Um, We're definitely not going to finish this session today. And uh, unity or uh, the source has no potential or kinetic within it itself. That's only apparent as it moves and does work. So anyway, Raw explains there is no difference potential or kinetic in unity the basic rhythms of intelligent infinity are totally without distortion of any kind the rhythms are closed in mystery for they are being itself from this undistorted unity however appears a potential in relation to intelligent energy in this way you may observe the term to be somewhat two-sided one use of the term That being as the undistorted unity, being without any kinetic or potential side. The other application of this term, which we use undifferentiatedly for lack of other term in the sense of the vast potential, tapped into by foci or focuses of energy, which we call or we call intelligent energy. So, if you're still okay, if you haven't uh, wigged out, that's good. <clears throat> the term intelligent infinity uh and the term intelligent energy uh are basically uh terms applied to um, to the same to the same um being you see words really don't work here right this is all translinguistic <laughs> transconceptual uh because this this is these are really uh matters of of non-duality uh there is infinity bef- there is infinity before activity and then there's infinity in activity or what we would measure activity the basic rhythms of intelligent infinity are without any distortion There is no potential or kinetic, there is no difference, potential or kinetic, in unity. So this is like absolute view and relative view in Buddhism. In terms of absolute view, reality as is, no differentiation conceptually can be made. In terms of infinity and reality, as it is actually, before naming activity, uh, we can't apply naming activity if you want to know what reality is the source of manifestation um names don't help and names are wrong and names are deceptive so there is no difference there is no distinction potential or kinetic in um intell- in, in infinite in the infinite source in infinite source we can't make a distinction between potential or kinetic uh and yet you see we're using phrases like yeah is the term the basic rhythms actually there is no you know there you can say there are rhythms but you also cannot say there are rhythms because rhythm rhythm implies a differentiation between something that's not rhythm so if you say there's a rhythm or there's a wave in the ocean that means there's some kind of ocean without a wave or we can perceive the ocean without a wave because we're Mm -hmm. saying here i perceive a wave and that's not the case. There is no differentiation possible. And this is why this is why Gautama said don't get into cosmology. Gotama, you know, one of the four incomprehensibles matters that you just should not spend a lot of time on, one of the four is cosmology, according to Gautama in the Pali writing. And so that's because we get lost in this, really, really, because words don't cut it. You you know, words will not explain. So, we can say there's no difference between a potential or a kinetic in intelligent infinity there's no we can't even apply any uh designation or conceptual differentiation to infinity, of course yet here Ra's using a conceptual designation of basic rhythms and saying, "Oh, intelligent infinity has basic rhythms, but they're without distortion, but actually the differentiation or the designation or delineation that there are basic rhythms is a distortion. It's a conceptual distortion or the perception or the, the conception of there being rhythms while um, there was there's implicitly a recognition that there may not be rhythms. You know, to say it is, is based on a possibility of it not being, that it isn't. This is, you know, very, very subtle philosophy philosophy of language and and knowledge, but you really can't talk about infinity, and so he's asking for a talk, and Ra's giving talk, but it it has to, it it doesn't really apply to the reality. The rhythms, that's why Ra said the rhythms are closed in mystery, they are being itself, but that's not the same as 6th density being, it's just they're using the word being. This is undistorted unity, but But in relation to what came later, we can recognize potential. That's the point. In relation to the manifestation or the activity of the Absolute, we can talk about qualities of the Absolute. But without uh, relation to what came later, we can't talk about anything. So uh, the term is somewhat two-sided. Um, the term work. So, essentially, in the absolute, there's no work. But in relation to the fact that uh, work seems to have appeared, meaning there are octaves, and there is uh, there are logoi, then we can talk about work being uh, potential to infinity, in infinity. And so, on the one side, the term, you know, we can talk about undistorted unity being itself without any kinetic or potential side it just is infinity and and appellation such as kinetic and potential don't don't fit meanwhile um we can say that there are foci or focuses of energy called intelligent energy which represents some kind of manifestation of infinity intelligent infinity by which we can then use the terms potential and kinetic and um Ross said, you know, we're using this undifferentiatedly for lack of other term. <laughs> the the term um being actually um intelligent infinity or work, I'm not sure what term they're using here, but uh, you can look at infinity from the perspective of itself or infinity from the perspective of what it generates meaning um, the creation. And uh, infinity in and of itself cannot, uh, basically cannot be spoken of, period. Meanwhile, in relation to what seems to come later, or what seems to be created from it, we can talk about potential and kinetic, we can talk about intelligent energy uh, as a manifestation of intelligent infinity, but the logos, as a manifestation of intelligent, intelligent energy the logos has been uh, equated to the term "intelligent energy is itself infinite too, but it's sort of in infinity in motion, as opposed to infinity before motion. It's crazy, sorry, but it's, you know that, that's where words fail. Words really fail with this discussion. And uh, that's it for now, for this half of the session. God help us to finish this session the next time. But uh, I'm sorry, but that's I'm doing my best to explain these things. Uh, next time we're going to talk about cosmology further, <clears throat> and Gautama will shake his head. Um, so, But that's all for today. Next time we'll try to finish the session 27 and go further into... Questions about free will, and um, vibration, and love. So, yeah, this Don is asking for essential definitions, and that's very, very high. It's wonderful, um, but it's um, hard to. It's a very, very fine and delicate work, and um, in a way, it's all irrelevant because <clears throat> we, you know, our our basis of understanding being our usage of concept, is uh, very, very um, uh, um, primitive compared to how we will be after this incarnation. In higher dimensions, the mind has far far greater reach than um, here in 3D physical. So it's good to to consider these things. It's very stimulating for the upper brain, actually. But... uh, I wouldn't um I wouldn't overvalue it so anyway, thank you for today. I appreciate your patience and um, the opportunity to speak again take good care and uh, good night.